Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Hello, long weekend. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, Janelle. Morning. morning. Good morning to all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, on your smart speaker, and driving in very carefully on your car radio. Love that part. Uh, tonight, uh, fan favorite, uh, longtime Ottawa Senator Chris Neal, number 25, will have his number raised to the rafters. And I'm telling you, I can't be more excited to see this tonight with my son, who's been a big Sense fan since, since he was born. Yeah, this is such a big deal. He's the third player in the Sens modern era to have his jersey retired along his buddies, Alfredson and Phillips. And this is... Number 25 up there. He deserves this so much. Totally. I remember one of my last games uh, announcing from the penalty box, he got into a fight with another guy, and uh, he's, he's sitting in the penalty box. He, I think he broke his thumb. Oh, and my he looked, God. And he looked at me. He's laughing the whole time. He looked at me. He's like, that was a good fight, eh? That's what he was known for, though, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Well, he's a, he's yeah. a tough <laughs> guy, rough loser. <laughs> He'll level someone, get in the penalty box, and then just be smiling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's like so many great articles written about you know this honor and this night, and I mean, all of his former teammates, Mike Fisher, Wade Redden, you know, obviously congratulating him. And Wade Redden said, he goes, I remember the first day he came to training camp. He just fought everybody. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he just came in <laughs> fighting everybody. He would always have everyone's back. If somebody got hit, he'd go right after them. Yeah, I love what he always said, and he loved to say it. He said, I don't play for the name on the back of the jersey. I yeah. play for the logo on the front. Oh, That's okay. such a great quote. He's not a one-man show, never yeah. was. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, and such, such a great community member, too. A great family man, his wife Caitlin, their yeah. kids. They have such a, a great life here in Ottawa. The Iceland Skating Rink, that's oh, one yeah. great way to support them out in the West End. They own that. Big time. And they run that. So it's this beautiful skating rink right through the trees and the woods and the beautiful lights twinkling. You know, like they have so many great things going for them. Really good people. And if you're going to the game tonight, the Senators are asking you to be in your seats by six for the pregame ceremony. Yeah, you don't want to miss this. Yeah. You don't want to be no. standing in the concession stands. No. Obviously, the weather is not the best. You want to get there early. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a big deal. When you think useless, think of Stu. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. Oh, gather around the radio machine for another mind-blowing useless fact about what they did back in the 1850s in Paris. So, do you like reading in the bathtub? Yeah, I always think okay. that it looks good in the movies when yeah. people do that with their wine and their bubbles. I've never done it. I've done it before. You just like, it's a lot of work to make yeah. sure your pages don't get wet. Exactly. <laughs> it's not as relaxing as you might think it is. Yeah, lying okay. in the tub is not as comfortable as it looks yeah. like it should be. Yeah. And people in Paris thought of that. People that were making newspapers back in the 1850s thought of that and decided to print newspapers on rubber like so rubber books? Read, yeah, so you could read the newspaper in the oh, bathtub. Oh, newspapers on rubber. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That'd be expensive, no? <laughs> yeah, I would think so. <laughs> on rubber. Yeah. Kind of like how our, our money is like plastic and could go through the water. They like made their books like that. Okay. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't make that connection. Like a polymer smart. coating on it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. That's not the worst idea, to be honest. They're so bougie (laughs) in France, eh? Because they Uh, definitely have their bubbles in the bath. (laughs) Give me le newspaper on the rubber. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Terrible. Um, I'll give that an eight. Yeah, I think I'll give you uh, a 7.5. All answers will be read in French now at 10.030. Oh, God. Here, we've lost them. All right. Text in your score at 
10030. Okay, from Triple T. Happy Friday giving you a 10. Thank you. My number one favorite neurotic mama gives me, number one favorite fan, his neurotic mama gives him a 10. Thank you, mother. Debonair Dawn, fantastic fact, 10 out of 10. Well, Betterman thinks it's interesting giving you a 9. Thank you, Betterman. A 10 out of 10 from Sassy Kathy and Manowit. Hmm. Okay. Look at all these tens. Got Debonair Dawn thinks it's a fantastic. Why fact. did you think this was so funny, though? I just thought rubber. <laughs> because it's the word rubber, and he's two yeah. years old. Okay. <laughs> rubber newspapers, like mm-hmm. rubbers. Oh, uh, Sleepy Lee's gives me a ten, but has never had a bath. What? You've never had a bath? No, she, she has, but she just doesn't have them. Like I never have baths. I think she's what she's saying. I'm sure she's had one in in her day. She wrote, "I never have a bath." Yeah. Currently, she does not have like bath. Like, she doesn't have oh. a bath, yeah. Oh, okay. Erin uh, yeah. gotcha. the Trollster, not a bad fact, giving you a 10 from the Trollster. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hall of Famer's ghostwriter and dad, uh, his dad, Pierre the Dehydrated Frenchman. Does Frenchies and dare bright ideas. <laughs> uh, Does Frenchies and dare bright ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, they gave you a 10 this morning. Nice. C'est magnifique. Enough from Cranky Craig. He understood the assignment. Here we go. You had a solid week. Well done. Merci beaucoup tout le monde. Thank you very good. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Shout out to the town of Carlton Place this morning. We see you. Uh, I remember when it used to seem so far to go to Carlton Place (laughs) when I had friends that lived there. And now it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. And this year they are hoping to be the next Craft Hockeyville. So they put a bid into the competition. So once that voting opens, we got to hammer that hard and uh, give them as many votes as possible. Of course, the winning community will receive $250,000 to go towards their local arena and then runner-up communities still get 25 grand but they've just had recent upgrades made to their arena in Carlton Place so they have a unique plan for the money if they become a finalist for Hockeyville so they want to use it towards a hockey equipment loaning program oh so they want like sets of equipment for up to 300 players so that hockey can be played by anyone who wants and the financial implications aren't the barrier for them to do so so what a great idea i love it yeah hockey's expensive it is it is so they put their bid in so make sure you watch that website uh closely and we head there and start voting when that opens so hockeyville.craftcanada.ca all right so Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon have one of the top movies right now on Netflix. Just watched it yesterday. Did you? Yeah. It's Is it cute? cute? Yeah, I liked it's a, it. It's a cute watch. It's a cute watch. Yeah. yeah. What's it called? Your Place or Mine, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they, of course, have been doing the interview circuit, talking about their movie. But yesterday, Ashton Kutcher was on the Kelly Clarkson show. And they were playing her game called Obsessions, where they talk about all the things that the person likes. And most of the time, Ashton likes his coffee black. He's not big on the creamers and the flavors, but there's something he does like in his coffee. Orange juice. Listen to this. What? Listen. Occasionally, I like light roast black coffee. And one of the things about light roast black coffee is that it has citrus notes in it. And it's one of the things that make, it's the acidity that sort of gives it a brightness when you're drinking coffee. Okay. And so it doesn't get that burnt sense about it. So if I ever have like a medium roast coffee and I'm Mm. like, 
uh, I really would prefer this be a little bit more light roast. I take just a splash, not very much, a splash of orange juice, and it brightens up the coffee and gives it a little bit of sweetness. I'm going to try this. I don't like um, a bunch of stuff in mine either. In just a splash. Yeah, just don't a don't go overboard. If you go overboard, it gets all sorts of not fun. Yeah, splash. it sounds gross, but I'm going to try it. <laughs> I love Ash and Kutcher, and I love orange juice, and I love coffee, but I would never put the two together. I don't know. I just, like, it's, I, at first I was like, Bleh. but, I mean, when he explains it like that, and just no. a splash, like, the citrus and all no. that. No, I can't get behind this. Like, I've actually had, like, a cup of orange juice and a coffee on yeah. the table at the same time, and then yeah. you go back and forth between the two. It's, like, it's just horrendous. It's kind yeah. of like a mix of, though, like, orange with chocolate, don't you think? Mm. No, it's, it's not. It's along <laughs> the same kind of lines of, like, the sweet with the bitter. Yeah, this is all a very far stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm willing to try it. And that's what's trending. Brought to you the, by the Donnelly Automotive Group. Stuff and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Family long weekend. Are you getting together with your family? Or are you staying as far away from them as possible? <laughs> because those rivalry, rivalries that are like very real when you're a kid may actually still exist within your, you know, your relationships with your siblings. Yeah, that seems to be a common thread this morning with a lot of our listeners who are talking about, you know, sibling rivalries growing up and if they still kind of are holding on to that. Many are. Spoiler (laughs) alert. Uh, But the reason we're talking about this is because, you know, family day long weekend, people were talking about different dynamics in families and obviously the sibling dynamic is a big one depending on how many kids are growing up in your house. But, um... Not surprising, really. 46% of grown adults now say that they had a sibling rivalry growing up, like mm-hmm. with one or all of their siblings <laughs> in the house. But what? <laughs> yeah, only child. Uh, yeah, I guess in your case, this was a good thing. But um, what might be like, that's not surprising, 46%. But what might be surprising is that 30% of those people say, they still have that rivalry and really? they never grew out of it. Mm. Oh, wow. Even as adults. Yeah. Oh, man. Some people just can't get let go of a grudge, I yeah, guess. Some ugly things <laughs> happened at home, I guess, way back when. Do you have, like, you had four kids growing up? Yeah, like three brothers and sisters. And, you know, I got along so well with my younger brother. We we're two years apart. We just did absolutely everything together. When we were in high school, people were like, you guys are weirdly close. Like, <laughs> you guys are too friendly with each other. And we were. We were like best friends. My older brother and sister, like my sister's about eight years older than me. I honestly barely remember growing up with her. She was mm. just so far in a different stage and mo- moved out of the house, you know, very early for in my experience. My older brother, though... God, he was just the worst. <laughs> just the worst. Like, the definition of a terrible older brother mm. to my younger brother and I specifically. I don't know what his relationship was with my sister, but he was five years older than me and just awful. Like, just constantly pestering me. Are you still me. talking to him? Oh, yeah. Right now, we're like best friends. Oh. We couldn't be closer. Um, See? So you're not part of the, uh, the yeah. 30%. You grew out of it. But he would beat us up. He would like he would make <laughs> us do stuff for him. Like He was supposed to be making lunches for the three of us when we went to school. He'd beat me up until I made them lunches. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, was he, it was his way or the highway. Yeah. He had a spot on the couch. He'd throw you out of it if you were sitting there. Like It was like, no, I get the shower at this time. You guys better be out of there before we get ready for school because we had one kid's bathroom like he was Mm. miserable to be around to the point that his girlfriend now whenever i tell stories about our childhood 
She's like, why? She smacks him. Why do you even like him? Like, how are you guys even friendly with each other now? Um, it sounds like you have some issues, Janelle. Yeah. I, I mean, in the past, like, it's all under the water. Like, honestly, yeah. he and I are probably the closest out of us, our, of, mm. out of our siblings. Like, yeah. we're, we're one of the closest. Yeah. When I think about a rivalry with my sisters, just the two of us, I, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like violence or like, <laughs> you know, we weren't all out that to each other. I, I think it was more like... Uh, a competitive sort of nature between the two of us. Mm. And because yeah. you're uh, very competitive. We're very competitive. I mean, with board games, with anything. Like, we're hilarious to watch together because we'll just uh, we'll beat each other to a pulp until someone reigns supreme. <laughs> but, like, growing up, I think that stems from, like, she was everything. Like, she was the top female athlete. She was the valedictorian. She was, like, you know, the the most popular girl in the entire school. Right. And I was Tammy's little sister. And uh, that was my you're role. You're just in right? her shadow. So I think, little sister. Yeah, I think it was more that and you know it wasn't until she left high school that finally I had an identity of like being uh, something other than just Tammy Boy's little sister right. you know so I think it was more like a, like me just chasing her all the time right you know like trying to be just as good or just as yeah popular. exactly <laughs> but so more like a competitive thing but not not necessarily a violent thing but like you said like we're best friends now yeah. like I can't imagine a, a day not talking to her mm-hmm. right so you grow out of these things, but sometimes you don't. I'm so, shocked that people haven't. Yeah, and there is some like some strong words people have about their siblings yeah. to this day. Uh, so we're asking you, we're curious what your story is. Did you have a sibling rivalry growing up in your house? Do you still? Or maybe it's your kids that yeah, do now that you want to talk about. The kids, big mm-hmm. time. Stu, you can talk about your kids coming up. <laughs> but 750-100, let us know what your thoughts are on this, or you can text us at 10 Well, 30% of adults say they're still hanging on to some sort of trauma or ill will towards their siblings based off the rivalry they had in their homes growing up. They still don't get along to this day, and they still have this kind of animosity between them, which is so surprising. 30% of adults. Well, I mean, kids can be pretty cruel. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they can. And sometimes when they're jerks when they're little, they're still jerks when they're adults. Yeah. (laughs) Some people don't grow out of that. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing, though, that uh, some of you have messaged us and the things that you got away with as the uh, older sibling and that your siblings, your younger ones, still even want to talk to you after things that you did to yeah. them. Um, like Kristen, she says, one time my little sister made me so mad that I gave her a wedgie until her underwear ripped and got stuck in her butt. Oh, <laughs> no. My grandmother had to help her get the ripped underwear out of her butt. Oh, my uh, gosh. That's disgusting. She claims that her and her sister, like, it's all, like, you know, water under the bridge and they actually get along really well now yeah. and that they're, like, best friends. Um, but you know, that's Kristen's side of the story. <laughs> so who knows how her sister feels about that in truth. Honestly. Um, and then Tom, oh my gosh, like this is the definition, like I said, of a terrible older brother. Stu, just be happy you didn't have a sibling because I guarantee you it wouldn't have gone over well. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. You're definitely a single child syndrome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am.
So Tom says once my uh, sister was super sick with a chest cold and they had like uh, a vaporizer running in the room to kind of put some humidity back in the air. My parents went out for the evening. So naturally, I peed in the vaporizer while she was asleep. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Just leaching pee aroma into the air? Yes. When they came home and opened the door, they were greeted by a fog cloud made of my urine. Oh, oh that's disgusting. <laughs> God. Don't worry. She was fine, and she still brings it up all the time, but uh, wow. they get along now, he says. Well, Jane, I mean, this is obviously some serious like issues between her and her she doesn't even call her her sister so she says i was close to my brother until he passed away just this past november but my parents have another daughter (laughs) doesn't even call her her sister and i would rather walk on hot coals than pass her on the street oh my god she's like she's a horribly toxic emotional vampire (laughs) emotional vampire yeah So, Stu, like, you're really hoping that in your house, your kids are going to be part of the not 30% that actually does grow out of this. That is correct. They have, uh, they used to get along, and then uh, my son got older, and my son is very much like my wife, wants to be in the back of the room, doesn't want to be seen. My daughter wants to be the the class clown, wants to be the center Mm -hmm. of attention. Where'd she get that? (laughs) I don't know. um, From me? And he doesn't like that? It bothers him. Uh, it bothers him, um, and she, you know, gets on his case. And like, I, I separate them when they come home from school because they can't be in the same room together after school. Yeah, oh, when yeah. they're hungry, when and things are all high. tense yeah. and high, yeah. angry. So I've learned now, after it's many years of being the referee, mm-hmm. what to do and what not to do. So I, I think I have a, a down pat. But my goal is that later in life they'll be able to get along. Well, honestly, those teenage years are the years when you're going to find those disagreements. Yeah. When they're mm-hmm. young, of course, they're going to get together. And then like when they get old, that that's when the... That's the most horrible time. And if you're saying that Mateo is like Connie and Isabella is like you, I mean, yeah. you and Connie make it work. <laughs> so Somehow, actually, there is hope that it will. My incredibly good looks, that's why. Yeah, I mean, later they'll share the commonalities, right? When they yeah. start families or, you know, have right. jobs or, you know, hopefully. Their worlds yeah. are so different right now that they, they don't have any similar ground. Yeah. 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 When she's driving and he's, you know, he's driving and he uh, he gets uh, something happens with his car, he'll call her. <laughs> you don't think he'll call dad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they'll call me. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Move mornings with stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, people were pretty shocked last year when it was announced that Bruce Willis would be stepping away from acting due to symptoms of aphasia. And I think that was something everyone was Googling at the time, trying to understand what it was and what was going to be happening to him. That condition, though, which causes the loss of the ability to understand or express speech, uh, was going to affect, of course, the way he would be able to read any movie scripts or process that information or even speak lines anymore so of course retiring from acting was the only um the only move so yesterday though on social media his ex-wife and best friend demi moore revealed that his diagnosis of aphasia 
was a symptom of a greater disease which has progressed to frontotemporal dementia. Oh my so gosh. So they call it FTD. And as she explains, it is a very cruel disease that many of us have never heard of. It can strike anyone. Today there are no treatments and the reality is they hope that will change in the years ahead, but full on dementia for That's Bruce Willis. Just a heartbreaking thing for him and his family to go through. Absolutely. Yeah. And it and it will happen fast. Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, Another surprising thing yesterday, uh, a big step down on daytime television. The announcement came from Ryan Seacrest on Live with Kelly and Ryan. It it was a tough, tough decision. Uh, Last year, we spoke and I made the decision to make this my last season as co-host with Kel here on Live with Kelly and Ryan, which is bittersweet. Mm, I think that was surprising for a lot of people, even though obviously it's been in the works for a while. I guess in the beginning, he only planned to stay for three years, but has gone well beyond that. But he has so much on his plate. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, if you look at everything he's doing, he's about to shoot the 21st season of American Idol. He has his radio show. Of course, you hear him here evenings on Move 100 from 7 to 11. He's got all his Dick Clark Rock and Eve specials. He's got the Ryan Seacrest Foundation Studios in pediatric hospitals across the country and he plans on opening three more he owns property and produces his own olive oil i think he needs to slow down (laughs) like i mean this is one thing off of his plate he needs to take about five more things off of his plate well it now allows him to move away from new york city and back to his home base in la although he sold his beverly hills estate just back in november for 51 million dollars So he's house hunting. (laughs) As they say, that's, quote, Seacrest money. Uh, And incidentally, it is Kelly's husband, Mark Consuelos, who is going to be her new co-host on the show full time. He has subbed in a lot in the past, guest hosted. Is that a good thing, working with your your wife every day? And they're incredibly close. And, you know, they obviously have great stories and they're funny together. But um, he's always done a good job co-hosting. But now he's going to be the full time fill-in host. And that's what's trending. Time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. Rolling into a long weekend. Who's made the cut for Word Wars today? We've got Lindsay on the line. Lindsay from Barhaven. Why oh. did you let her on? No, no. <laughs> and uh, Charles as well. So, Stu, you're playing with Charles. Thank God. <laughs> God. Morning, Charles. Morning. How are you? I'm good, you? I need you to beat Lindsay from Barhaven. Yeah, no problem. If you do it, I'll give you 25 hugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what a bargain. What a deal. Um, we will get into our categories this morning. Thank you to Carol Lachance, who sent in our categories. We have either four-letter animals or three-letter animals. Oh, God. What do you like? Uh... Four-letter animals. Okay, four-letter animals in three, two, one. This is a giant... Bear? Yes, and... Quack, 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 quack. Duck? Yes, and this is... Um, we see a lot of these in Barhaven. A lot of, they look like dogs, but they're not. Uh, wolf? Yes, and... Uh, oh, oh, in the ocean, uh, beautiful uh, mammals... Oh, 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 oh. Uh, seal? Yes, and uh, the uh, the thing in uh, what's that movie with Sumba? Oh, I was Aww. trying to think of 
Zumba? Zumba. You mean Zumba? Zumba. Zumba. <laughs> I was trying to think of that movie. How yeah. would I describe that? Lion, no, the no, lion. lion. The king yeah. of the jungle. Yeah, the king of yeah. the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you guys did all right. Thank you, Stu, for those lovely animal sounds. I yeah. enjoyed that very much. Um, <laughs> you guys got four. Hang on the line, Charles, and we'll see how that holds up. I had no idea Barhaven was ridden with wolves. I know, me either. No, it's actually coyotes? the coyotes <laughs> yeah. I was trying to get. That's not even on it's your not list. On the list. <laughs> Good morning, Lindsay. Oh, Hi, guys. Hi. Oh. How, how are, are you, Lindsay? My favorite from Barhaven. Oh, no, I heard what you said before, so you be quiet. <laughs> She's giving you the talk to the hand. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Lindsay, we have to beat five, all right? Okay, can you remind me what the category is again? Three, no. Three-letter <laughs> animals. Three-letters, three okay? okay. okay. Mm-hmm, all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here, <laughs> shush, here we go. Not a mouse, but a bigger... Rat. Yes, these are black. They fly around. You don't want them to. See? No, black. 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 Yes. Uh, woof, woof. Dog. Oink, oink. Pig. Uh, th- not a gorilla, but a bigger, what do they call them? Ape. Yeah. Ape. Um, a Dodge, what? A type of truck. Ram. Yes. Uh, this is like not a caribou, but a... Um, an elk. Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> How come Lindsay's never that good when she's playing with me? Oh. Because the pressure is so cement. Like, I can't even handle the pressure when I'm playing with you, that I can't concentrate. <laughs> Andy, freeze. freeze. Oh, wow. Good job, girl. Solid, perfect wow. score. Well, uh, we're going to send you out on the slopes. Uh, we've got a uh, four-pack of uh, day passes to Mont Cascades. And uh, you can get your lift tickets and season passes at montcascades.ca slash ski. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Yeah. You're welcome, Lindsay from Barhaven. <laughs> yeah, I thank myself and Angie. Thank you. Step in, Stu, Angie, and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. You go out to eat and you don't have a good experience, chances are you're never going to that restaurant again because 100%. there was just a major deal breaker there. We have dating deal breakers and people also have restaurant deal breakers. Yeah, I mean, you're going, you're spending a lot of money these days to eat out. It is not cheap. So you want to make sure it's a great experience all around. And let's just put this out there. We're not dragging restaurants. We are simply translating a list of what restaurant goers said were deal breakers to them in terms of experiences they had wherever they were. So obviously this this is not across the board, but it's a learning opportunity, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And many of you have actually texted in some of your gripes that you have had at ten zero thirty. Like it says, I'm old. I need decent sized letters on a menu, please. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Prices <laughs> where you can find them. Descriptions in English of what I'm eating because I have allergies. Yeah, some people, uh, to, to add to the small lettering on a menu, uh, also dirty menus people oh. didn't enjoy. Oh, yeah. Take That's the time to wipe them down. And, and the other thing about a menu menu is what sometimes they have no prices yeah so like you know when you're looking at something and then it says like market price oh i hate that i hate that word but have it listed yeah. somewhere please please tell me how much it's gonna cost me but, <laughs> but you should know you're going to a very expensive restaurant in that case well yes. not, not necessarily sometimes just like uh like a simple fish and chip restaurant will do that because it's market price for the scallops or the shrimp yeah. or yeah. you know it doesn't always have to be like the lobster market price right so uh it can be deceiving sometimes um, Brenda says, uh, you know, I've actually, because I'd mentioned, you know, two dimly lit restaurants. I get it. Mm. Like, there's a, there's a vibe about a dim, but sometimes it can be too dark that you can hardly see, you know, who you're dining with. Brenda says, I've actually walked out of restaurants that are just too bright. If I want to <laughs> eat in my kitchen, I'd stay at home. <laughs> 
Uh, to that, I'll add this from the list. Um, when it's outrageously loud music. Yes. And we're not yes. talking about, you know, just at a, like, at a music speaker level. We're talking about so loud, you can't hear anyone, you can't talk to anyone. There's just no socialization that can happen over the sound of the music. Yeah, no, yeah. that's just not fun. Mm-hmm. How about getting seated in, like, the worst spot in the restaurant? Next, oh, yeah. next to the door, we're yeah. constantly <laughs> opening and closing. Yeah. Like tables should just not exist next to a door in Canada. Yeah, because in the wintertime, that is a horrible spot to be. Yeah, totally. and you spend the whole meal with your jacket over your shoulders, it's like freezing. Yeah. And uh, now that we're speaking of jackets, I have a gripe about this specifically in Canada. There's got to be a spot for you to hang your coat. Yes. Like, I cannot tell you how much I love a restaurant when I walk in and I see there's a little hook by the booth. And I'm like, amazing. I mm. can put my, I can hang my coat up. Yeah. But aren't you worried that somebody will steal your jacket? That's what always goes through my head. But it's right at the table, like, what, right beside you while you're sitting. Instead of having oh. to shove it into the booth with you. Oh, yeah. you want a hook. Like, Put it on the back of your chair. It's too long. It topples the chair over when you get yeah. off. Or it's like on the ground yeah. of the dirty restaurant floor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of you don't enjoy when you go to a place and the tables are so packed together. You might as well be eating with the couple next to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the way they build houses now, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> They're about five centimeters apart, right? Let's make somebody's day, shall we? Yes. Make their weekend. Make their year. Yes. No kidding. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Hello. Good morning. We're looking for Cheryl Dupuy, please. Good morning. It's Cheryl. Cheryl, you've been a hard nut to crack this morning. We've been trying to get a hold of you. I was outside shoveling. It snowed. Yeah, <laughs> it snowed. But you know where it doesn't snow, Cheryl? Turks and Caicos. Yes. Congratulations. You well, are headed there with our next uh, Password to Paradise. Well, thank you very much. This, this is amazing. <laughs> Would you say that you've been entering a lot of passwords, Cheryl? Uh, let's just say that I'm just looking at my thing here and I've only missed one, two, three. I've only missed five. There you have it, everyone. That's the key to win the trip, I guess. Uh Persistence (laughs) pays off. You're going to love this place. It's got 21 restaurants. It's got a whole bunch of disco clubs, right? Do you like going to clubs? Uh, Of course. (laughs) (laughs) All the entertainment, something new to try every single uh, day and evening and explore. Uh, Who are you going to be taking with you? Uh, My travel partner. um, We travel every year together, so I will take Brenda with me. Girls trip! And thank you guys. This is like amazing. What a I don't what a way to end the to start the weekend, I should say, not end the weekend. Well you better start the weekend with a call to Brenda right about now. <laughs> thank you very, very much for all of you. I appreciate this so much. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's all the feels on Move 100. Oh, it's a feel-good Friday story, and it all happened at a recent NHL game. A little boy got almost as much attention as the players. So it's four-year-old George from Michigan. He went to the game with his parents, and they had a sign saying, It's my very first hockey game ever. And so George's first game, 
the Jumbotron, of course, ate him up. (laughs) They loved him. They loved his sign. And he was just so cute. He was kind of shy, just kind of a smirk on his face when he would see himself up on the big screen. But they kept going back to him so much that the crowd was having a little fun with it. And the Jumbotron was, too. So they would go to George, and the crowd would cheer loud, like wildly. (laughs) Then they would show a Canucks fan who was taking on Michigan that (laughs) night. And the crowd would boo really loud and then George would come back cheering wildly and then a Canucks fan boo so they did this back and forth dance kind of the whole game and every time George came on the screen he didn't quite get it he didn't realize that the cheers were for him Uh, he just kind of kept saying hey red team's winning (laughs) (laughs) but what was so funny that happened after is mom Chelsea said that there was probably at least a hundred people throughout the game and on their way out that asked to take pictures with George. He was a pseudo-celebrity. Totally. They were giving him high fives. Some people even asked for autographs, which is hilarious. But she said, like, everyone just made it so special for us. Some people were referring to him on social media as King George. I love it. (laughs) Someone said that we need a George bobblehead night. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, at four years old, how does your first hockey game ever get better than that? It's all all downhill from here. Even if he doesn't (laughs) understand it, his parents will tell him one day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's all the feels on Move.